Hello and welcome to this episode of our patient podcast series, where we will introduce you to some of the incredible patient groups we partner with here at VMLYNRX. Today, I'm delighted to introduce you to James Cusack, Chief Executor of Autistica, the UK's national autism research charity. Thanks so much for joining us, James. Thank you for having me. So first of all, it'd be really great to hear about how Autistica started and how you got involved. So Autistica was a charity founded in 2004. Um, it was founded by uh, Dame Stephanie Shirley, who had an autistic son, but was also an amazing entrepreneur and someone who has an amazing, amazing life story uh, themselves. And uh, the charity was set up to try and help us to understand more about autism, but also to understand how we can build an evidence base around that would really ultimately improve the lives of autistic people. And so it's quite a young charity. Um, our mission is to try and create breakthroughs to enable autistic people to live happier, healthier, and longer, and longer lives. And we do it through shaping funding research, through trying to influence policy and trying to provide families with evidence-based information. And how is it that you got involved in the charity? Um, so, well, I joined in 2015. Um, the reason that I, well, I've got quite a long background working in autism, so I used to work as an autism researcher, working in policy, trying to shape the Scottish um, autism strategy, worked directly with um, autistic people and families myself, but also I'm also, I was diagnosed um, with, with, with autism when I, was, um, when, I was, when I was a child. So. It's, a, it's something that I've always been personally very, very interested in. I joined the charity because really, and um, uh, you know, uh, looking at the people that I grew up with and, and understanding um, the outcomes that autistic people face, um, I saw there was a real opportunity for us to try and change those outcomes. And I, I felt that uh, research could really help us build the evidence which we needed to try and ultimately change people's lives. That's amazing. And the outcomes that you're talking about, could you elaborate a bit on what those mean for autistic people? So we know, we know autistic people unfortunately face reduced life expectancy and increased um, likelihood of health problems and in particular mental health problems. So, um, almost half of autistic children uh, meet clinical criteria for some sort of um, condition around anxiety by um, by the time sort of in mid childhood, and that's because you know when they're growing up, the world isn't really built for them, and um, because that's, that's part, partly potentially because of being what being autistic is, um, means that you know, they're quite likely to face issues around anxiety, um, and also we know that there's a number of barriers to to quality of life if you're autistic as well, so. Uh, Autistic people can't access, uh, aren't able to access employment um, in the same way that non-autistic people are. So um, we have um, only 21.7% of autistic people in employment at the moment. And um, we, also, we also know that, that autistic people are commonly socially excluded and, um, and so on. And so there's a number of barriers to quality of life which really impact um, the, the, the the ability for us to live a good quality of life. 
Yeah, that's quite a stark inequality, isn't it, with people with autism? Um, so it's great that, you know, you're offering the opportunity for them to reach things that everyone else can. Mm -hmm. um, so could you maybe elaborate on a few examples of activities that you do to help people with autism? So what we're what we're what we're what we're trying to do is to really try and change that and I think what the whole team are really passionate about doing is, is really ensuring that over the next decade we really change things for autistic people so um as as an example we we're, we're beginning to set ambitious goals and what we really want to do is 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 in, like, ensure we have clear plans in place and so one of the examples of that is 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 um, a health check we're developing so as I said earlier, we published a report which really showed that um, autistic people face stark health inequalities and reductions in life expectancy. And so we have created an annual health check, which will be rolled out to GPs. It's currently in trials at the moment. Um, and the idea be behind that is that it will be used to annually assess the health of autistic people, but it'll also make the healthcare setting more accessible for autistic people and what we really hope is that that more proactive approach will help to identify health problems more quickly, reduce the likelihood of early death in, in autism and ensure that um, ensure that you know people can live healthier lives um, and we're doing all sorts of other work in our areas so we are working in employment at the moment where um, we are trying to build an evidence base around how you keep autistic people in work, how you get autistic people into work, and how they ultimately um, thrive in work, and also, also ultimately be ready for work as well. So we're doing lots of work in lots of different areas. We're developing different mental health um, therapies at the moment, so, um, um, and, and interventions. So in particular, we're really interested in anxiety and how we can find new ways to try and help and support autistic people and families to to not face the issues with anxiety that they face at the moment because we know when we speak to families they quite commonly have issues with things like uncertainty um, and managing that on a day-to-day -day basis. So it sounds like you're really helping with every aspect of life, physical, mental health and just general well-being. Uh, so I'm sure that people with autism are impacted in every area of life so it's great that you're tackling all of those things. Um, so we usually we focus a lot on health, but actually we're a business as well. So it'd be great to hear from you as a business what people can do to be more accessible to people with autism. So I think, like I said earlier, only 21.7% of autistic people are in, in employment. And that's a really startling figure when you think about the fact that 50% of disabled people are in employment and 80% of the general population are in um, employment. I, I think it's, you know, even if you're autistic and you're a graduate, um, autistic people are the least likely of any disabled group to be in employment. So there's, there's clearly a lot of work to do. And it's clearly um, not about the talent that someone brings to the table, it's about how accessible work is for autistic um, autistic people. So I think the first one is, 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 is as, a, as a company, so always think about your recruitment process, how inclusive is it? Is it, are you accidentally selecting for the same types of, of people every time? Because this is not just about benefiting autistic people. This is about creating a workforce that's, you know, diverse, it's thinking about the world, and a diverse, and a, 
know, in, in, in different ways, which is ultimately going to enrich, enrich, enrich organisations. Um, and I think the the other thing is, is is when you when you get people into work is thinking about what sort of adjustments can we make, um, and what sort of support can be put in place to ensure that 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 person can that person can thrive in the workplace. And so, um. Quite a lot of the adjustments that autistic people ask for are quite small and actually very achievable. And I think um, what we find and what what companies tell us is that when you build this sort of um, expectation and culture where it's expected that we all adapt to each other, we all understand everyone's needs. Um, that doesn't just benefit autistic people, that benefits the whole workforce and it benefits the performance of the whole team. Because when you can say, or when we can all be honest about, actually, I prefer to work in this way, I um, would like to adjust my working style, you know, to wear noise cancelling headphones is, 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 is a classic example, or I like, you know, I can be more productive in a meeting if I have an agenda ahead of time. If we begin to understand that about each other, then actually, um, actually that's great for everyone. It's not just good for autistic people. Absolutely. And I think what you said as well about enriching the workforce is really important, especially in agencies such as ourselves, where it's about being creative and thinking differently. People with autism actually do you think differently so they could be a real value to any company yeah so james it'd be great to know about what you're currently doing and the aims for the future that you have so, so yeah like i touched on earlier we're really trying to set big goals for the future so you know we we think that the next decade could really be one um you know real change for autistic people and um, you know but we have big challenges that we're trying to face up to at the moment. We know, for example, that autistic people, when they get a diagnosis, um, don't really receive any support. We're working to really change that. We want, you know, autistic people from the moment that they hear from that clinician or that they're that they're autistic to have a proper package of support that helps and empowers autistic people and families to understand themselves and to ultimately head off in, in, in the right direction. And, and, and we're looking at creating, doing the research that will enable that to be the case. Um, as I said earlier, almost half of autistic children uh, meet uh, clinical criteria for some sort of condition relating to anxiety by the time they reach middle childhood, and that extends through adulthood. We're working uh, to do the research that means that there's proven treatments in place uh, for autistic people, which means that autistic, you know, a lot of the autistic people that um, I know um, are, are children that we know find it difficult to go into school because they feel so because they feel so anxious or to access work or to do the things that they enjoy. And we, you know, we know that if we can find proven interventions or treatments that can address that, that actually that's going to make a huge difference to the lives of, of autistic people. We're doing our employment work and what we want to do is we want to see that figure 21.7% of autistic people in employment. We want to at least double that over the next decade. And what we're wanting to do is to produce the evidence to show the things that can be done that will actually begin to move the dial on that, on that figure and to ensure that we have proper systems and processes in place 
I mean, as a society, we can empower and enable um, autistic people to contribute in the workforce. Because the, rea the reality is, is that um, the overwhelming majority of autistic people want to work. They want to have the opportunity to, to contribute and, and they're being denied that right now. Um, and you know, one of the things that we've seen when we speak to um, different autistic people, so you know, we had an internship scheme with them, um, Deutsche Bank, for example, and when you speak to the people who had, have had the opportunity to participate in that and um, and, and how they talk about it, it's, it's, it's constantly about the fact that they felt that they'd been rejected and not back and not back, you know, when they had an opportunity, which is ultimately inclusive, they received such a boost from that and such a boost of well-being for their health and that they also, their, their confidence, but also when you speak to Deutsche Bank, the company, they were absolutely um, thrilled with the people that they then they also had in their, in, in their team. Um, like I said, we want to rule out health checks so that every autistic um, person has access to an annual annual health check to try and boost those and change those um, health inequalities. We want to make public spaces more accessible for autistic people. So we're doing a project with uh, the Alan Turing Institute um, at the moment, which is around creating a citizen science platform where any autistic person can tell us about their experience of a public space and whether or not it's accessible to them. And this is this is something which is really, really important. Um, many people um, on a day-to-day -day basis take for granted the, 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 the fact that they're able to get on a train or they're able to be in a, a busy train station or a restaurant or many other different environments and um, a GP surgery. Um, and um, it's just not often realised that actually these spaces are for many autistic people not accessible. But we need to build an evidence base around what isn't accessible and how we build accessible environments. And that's what we want to do to try and create a future where we can make environments more accessible and public spaces more accessible for autistic people. And the final thing we want to do is to change attitudes to, um, to autism. Um, we know that um, the, public's, the public now are aware of autism, but um, that their uh, understanding of autism um, is still just developing. Um, and we want to ensure that professionals that work directly with autistic people have an understanding of autism, which can, um, which can ensure that autistic people get the right support and care, but also that people in the public more generally um, have a better understanding of autism because one of the things that we hear when we speak to autistic people is that this is in many ways the greatest barrier that they face is that people's understanding of autism um, um, leaves them feeling cross and stigmatized or um, misunder feeling misunderstood which um, for anyone um, is, is not a pleasant experience. That's great James and it sounds like yes it's very much a two-way approach that you have to take because you need to help people with autism feel like they can access things um, and you know contribute to a workforce and be social whereas on the other hand you need to make sure that places make sure they are accessible and inclusive for people with autism as well. That's right yeah yeah that, that's, that's absolutely right it's, it's very much it's, it's very much a two-way it's very much a two-way street and you know, I think um, people quite often talk about the difficulties that autistic people have, you know, 
understanding sort of navigating the world around them or, or um, understanding other people. But I think it's fair to say that or to, um, the, the society as a whole has struggled to understand autistic people as well. And so, like you say, it is very much a two-way street. Hmm. And what is it, James, at VMLY and RX that we can do to help you with these goals? So, well, there's a, there's a number of things. Well, um, first of all, we have a huge and ambitious fundraising target. Um, we know that we're going to have to raise um, around about 30 million um, up until 2030 to try and achieve the things we want to do. So if anyone wants to help us with that, uh, we're very, very happy to. And we have a, um, we have a network at the moment um, which if, if you've got a personal interest in autism, you can sign up to. Um, if you're interested in the employment work um, that we're doing, please do get in touch because we do work directly with employers to try and make sh their um, workplace more inclusive you know, for autistic people and to try and help build the evidence and data uh, uh, that we need to, to, to try and change things for um, autistic, autistic people. So yeah, there's lots of different ways you can get involved. You can find that um, at our at our website. But yeah, what we're what we're trying to do is extremely ambitious, and so yeah, any support that anyone could, be, could provide would be gratefully received. It's great to be ambitious for such an amazing cause, and I'm sure the people listening to this podcast would love to help you with a few of those goals. And we will continue to have this conversation with you to help in any way that we can. Thanks very much. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks.